Hi, and welcome to the Young Family Small Business Podcast, the show that deep dives into conversations with experts in small business, raising a young family, or are shining examples of mastery in both. My name is Ben Walker, and I'm the founder of Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants, and the host of this podcast. This episode is sponsored by Inspire, Life-Changing Accountants. We've worked with thousands of business owners since we started in 2013, and we're best known for saving our client base a total of $17 million in tax and counting. For every dollar of tax we proactively save a small business, Inspire donates a day worth of access to life-changing food, water, health, or sanitation services to a family in need. If you're interested in speaking with an accountant to see how we could help your business, head to inspire.business forward slash chat. Welcome to another episode of Young Family Small Business. Uh, And in this episode, I interview Carla Shessau, and it's a bit of a different take from our normal interview where um, Carla's actually a 2IC or a, a CEO in a business called 5 by 5 and the transformation she's helped um, the founder of the business, John, out with over the past you know, um, a few years has been immense. And I think that I'll really go into the detail around how she's done that, um, the strategies she's used to uh, to take off the, the responsibilities and roles from the owner of the business. So I think if, if that's where you're struggling at the moment, this episode might be fantastic. Uh, and just a bit of a background on Carla herself, uh, facing adversary from a young age as a rare disease survivor to published author at 19 years of age and now leading a team of almost 40 at Australia's highest rated web design agency, 5x5, Carla Chessa is a powerful inspiration to our next generation of business leaders. As a prolific award winner and one of Australia's youngest CEOs of a multi-million dollar digital agency, she's able to share her observations, experiences and learnings as a 2IC to support young families who run small businesses. And some of the things we chatted about uh, was the importance of having an ideal week for everyone in the business. Um, uh, and she, she mentioned that basically every minute is of the week is planned before it starts. The rhythms she has with the owner of the business around financials, team happiness, um, and the high-level client stuff, uh, and also uh, position descriptions for everyone in the team, including the owner. So uh, a bit of accountability there. I really enjoyed the uh, the episode, and I think it's great if you're um, if you're in a high growth business. Um, plus, we also talked about uh, what really works well from a digital marketing perspective using an outsourced agency like Five by Five. I hope you enjoy, uh, and we'll see you at the next episode. Hey, Carla, thanks so much for joining me on the show today. Hey, Ben, thanks so much. I'm very, very excited. Yeah, awesome. It's a bit of a different interview we've got going on today, but um, I guess regardless, I'd still love to start off with uh, the first question we always ask is tell us about your family. All right. So I have a pretty small family. Um, There's my sister and I, so we're obviously the kids, uh, mum and dad, we immigrated from uh, from South Africa to Australia just for four of us. So there's only four of us here in Australia on the Gold Coast, um, and we're very, very tight knit. Uh, rest of the family is literally plonked all around the world. So mm. yeah, coming from South Africa, everyone trying to get out as quick as possible and sort of went to any country that would take them. So yeah, we ended wow. up um, here in Australia about 13 years, and yeah, it's just the four of us. Yeah, wow, and and with with things closed for the last little bit, yeah, I'm guessing you haven't seen them much. Yeah, we uh, we actually had a full family reunion 
sort of scheduled for 2020. Uh-huh. And we were three weeks out of getting on the plane, going over to the States, everyone flying in. And then, yeah, obviously borders shut. So that put a bit of a um, spanner in the works. Yeah, bugger. There you go. You're going to plan one for the next sort of 12 months or so? Already talking. The borders oh, awesome. are open now. So, yeah, yeah. we'll plan something. Nah, fantastic. Uh, that's good to hear. Um, and, and with your family, what do you like doing together um, to sort of yeah maintain and sort of spend time outside of work? Yeah, good question. Um, we moved to Australia and we, we thought that was bloody lottery. Uh, what an awesome country and particularly um, living on the coast. So we're very much about going to the beach or going to, you know, any of the parks around the place. I have a dog. My parents have a dog. So wherever pets are allowed, we're there with a picnic. Um, so, yeah, we, we generally try to get out and enjoy the outdoors. Um, but we do have sort of a routine or a tradition of um, doing like a dinner every fortnight at one of our houses. So that's kind of the, I guess, the thing that we do to make sure that we're all connected. And no matter how busy our lives are, we still come together to have that meal every couple of weeks. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, there you go. And and with your partner, Tyler, how, like, you know, work would still be extremely busy for you. And I'm guessing he's he's got plenty on. Mm-hmm. How, what do you do to sort of um, keep building your relationship and, and spending time together? Well, it's it's been a journey, learning for sure. Uh, what we've settled on or sort of our rhythms at the moment are when we get home, uh, phones and laptops go away. Yep. So I had a really bad habit at the sort of the start of my career of sort of taking work home and, you know, get off your computer at work, you drive home, you open your laptop at home and you spend another few hours working there and you never actually have a conversation with the people that you live with. So that's probably the biggest thing is that when we're together at home after hours, it's that quality time and just being really strict and disciplined around, you know, trying to turn off. Obviously, there's fires that happen and there's, yeah. you know, stuff that needs to be dealt with, but that should always be the, um, the exception rather than the rule or the default. So, yeah, that's mainly the one thing that we're really conscious about. And then the other thing is we've got a very solid Sunday reset routine. Awesome. So um, we get up nice and early, go to the markets, um, sort of do our weekly shopping. That's a good excuse for us to talk and, you know, plan the week and, um, I guess, reset for the week coming up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's um, that sounds pretty handy. And, uh, yeah, I find it super tough even now, even, even with the kids, it's um, trying to sort of disconnect from your phone, especially when sometimes I go sort of back-to-back right up until I get home and that's just this instant fall off a cliff. Yeah. Uh, in terms of you're expecting to, your brain to turn off, mm-hmm. like, straight away. but. Um, often I feel like it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of his clients, so he works um, in uh, sort of like video editing, digital marketing, and majority of his client base is from the States. So for him, it's even more tricky because everyone wants to do calls at night or, you know, sort of do a lot of that communication. So yeah, hats off to him. He's been really strict on it. So it kind of pushes me to make sure that I adhere to that as well. Yeah. Okay. Now oh, there you go. In terms of the, the the questions I've got for you, um, I, my, one of the ones I want to sort of start with on the career front is walk us through what your career looked like up until joining 5 by 5 So I, straight out of high school, I, um, I joined a company called Harrow Business Solutions and they're essentially a business coaching company, so a family friend. 
I started sort of just getting teas and coffees, doing, you know, general sort of admin work, um, organizing workshops, events, that sort of stuff. And what I noticed and why I sort of mentioned it as being um, kind of like a pinnacle moment is what I noticed is it was the same information, but it was applicable to pretty much every business that um, he coached in, in terms of his trainings and the foundations and all of that. And I thought that that was crazy interesting that, you know, you can be a lawyer or you can be a hairdresser or whatever, but the teachings were exactly the same regardless of the industry or the size of the business, if that makes sense. So, and what was um, the gist of them? Well, it just was basically the foundation. So, yeah. you know, people go into business um, for the team time money. Um, yeah. Either you want more money, evidently, uh, more time to spend with your family or doing the things that you love. And then uh, team was the other one that was sort of the challenges that came up a lot. You know, how do I get people to do what they need to do or what they hired them for? Or how do I get the team so that I can step away from my business? So, you know, the challenges that they all had me, as in the businesses, why they were seeking coaching was one of those three challenges. And like I said, regardless of the industry, the size, it somehow fit into one of those sort of three pain points. So yeah, that that's kind of where I started, um, learned a lot in that role. Um, and then, yeah, just sort of, it wasn't a what I knew, it was more of a who I knew situation getting into the next role. So um, obviously being in the business coaching space, got introductions to other business coaches and that's how I landed my next role with an author called Andrew Griffiths. I think you know of him from KPI days. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I um, I got a gig with him, um, sort of helping him with uh, his sort of like digital products and his website and a little bit more of his marketing and organizing events and all of that fun stuff. Again, learn a bunch. And then from that role, I moved to the Gold Coast and that's when I got the introduction from Andrew to John. So yeah, it just, it kind of organically happened through people that I knew slash what was going on personally as in moving cities and kind of just jumping to the next challenge. I had no real experience in digital marketing besides the limited stuff that I did with Andrew, but yeah, I was just kind of looking for a new challenge or a new role to uh, sink my teeth into. And it just so happened that five by five had something going. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's, um, yeah, that seems like fate. Hey, and, and including even what you did at the business coaching group for what you're mm-hmm. doing now in, in five by five, it sounds quite synergetic. Is that even a word? Anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, in terms of the the business itself now, and, and, and I like I think there's, there'd be a lot of listeners who go, wow, that's like pretty big. You know, um, you know John and Carla got tons going on. Um, we, we interviewed John a few weeks ago, and 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 he said that the team's nearing forty people now. And um, so that that's a, that's like a fair few uh, mouths to feed and 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 heads to manage, so to speak. But the business wouldn't have been that when you joined. So what I want to sort of walk uh, the listeners through is a bit of a journey of when you started, what, what were you sort of helping out and doing at that point, and then um, sort of merging our way through your journey to now now being CEO of this quite a sort of medium-sized business, I wouldn't call it a small, mm-hmm. and how that worked. Because I just don't want people to see the, the result and go, nah, too hard or ages away. So that's, that's kind of my, my perspective I'd love to dig into. So yeah, to paint, paint the sort of picture of 
What was what did five by five look like when you joined? So when I joined, uh, there was just myself and John and our furry mascot called Dustin in the office. Um, wow, two. Yeah, two. Well, two of us in uh, the Gold Coast HQ yep. office, if you want to call it that. It was just literally like a two bedroom sort of cottage house that John had converted to an office. So yeah, there was it was just John and I and Dustin and. <laughs> The rest, the rest of our team was sort of all over the shop. So um, there was Sam, who's our now chief of creative. Um, he was living in Japan because his wife uh, is Japanese and they were spending some time there with, um, with her family. And, yeah, we just had the rest of the team kind of scattered. And, it, yeah, it, it, looking back on it, it's crazy because that, I guess, is what planted the seed, I guess, for where we've ended up now and the fact that I was hired as a project manager so basically what that means is John will sell you a website and then he will hand you over to Carla. Carla will then facilitate um, building the the site so handling the project sort of being your point of contact through the process so you don't have to communicate directly with a designer or developer you sort of only have to deal with me. Yep. Um, so that was my role but what happens when you're sort of sitting side by side with John, you know, eight hours a day is you start to learn a little bit more about, you know, what he does from a marketing perspective or, you know, what he's doing from a sales perspective or how he communicates with clients or, you know, what he kind of does day to day. And it sort of organically happened that whilst I was doing my role, I was obviously observing and learning what John did and would slowly kind of pluck one or two of those responsibilities that he was doing um, that was then sitting on my plate um, and it got to the point where it was like all right well I, I can't take on anymore personally who else do we need on the team that can take some of the stuff off my plate and that's really I guess how we've eventuated to where we are now. It's just that constant sort of next higher evaluation of, you know, what's the low level activity that's on Carla's plate um, that she can palm off so that I can take more of what's on John's plate, right? And so we went from it being just John and I in the office and a team, I think we were only sort of 12 at that point, to a team of nearly 40 with 14 in the Gold Coast office. Yeah. So yeah, I learned obviously not just the role I was hired for, but learned pretty much everything to do with the business in such mm. such a short period of time. And that's really, I guess, where we were able to make such big leaps and bounds in terms of me progressing my career, um, but then also being able to add team to the mix as well. Yeah, yep. No, very cool. And in terms of your, like, would you be able to sort of run us through your, what you look after on a day-to-day basis now? Yeah, so it's, it's always evolving. Um, yeah. Like I said, we have a very, uh, I guess, routine rhythm of assessing what is on our plate day-to-day and then um, sort of figuring out, you know, are we working in our genius zone mm-hmm. as in are we doing all the activity that um, is the best use of our time? So at the moment, what that looks like is I'll take you sort of on a um, on a weekly schedule because it's very planned. I'm a very structured person, so I like to make sure that every minute's sort of planned for. On a Monday, we have compulsory um, in-office team meetings. So basically, Monday is our rhythm to set up the week. So 
I'll do um, full team meeting and then we will break out into what we call our department huddle. So um, I'll sort of facilitate stand-up meetings with each of our key people and each of our key departments. And that conversation is really about, you know, what's on the go for this week? What do we need to close out from last week? Um, What's your priority? What support do you need? Is there anything that the team or I need to be aware of? Um, Anything blocking your flow? So it's just basically like a, um, yeah, like a setup for the week ahead. Tuesdays are what we call our get shit done. Are you allowed to say the S word on your podcast? that's all good. (laughs) Get stuff done today. Everyone's just in project work or big rock work or, you know, whatever the allocated priorities are. Wednesday morning, the full team will do uh, sort of like a quick sort of huddle per department check-in, so more like a temperature check. Um, You know, how are you going with those priorities? How are you going with your to-do list? Um, Has anything happened that we need to be aware of the last few days? So sort of just checking where everyone's at, how things are going. Thursday, again, is another get stuff done day. Um, And then Friday is a mix between finish out stuff for the week prioritize and plan for the week ahead and then we also sort of flag it as our admin day so we don't do any site launches or any kind of critical items on a Friday because (laughs) Saturday Sunday no one wants to get a call from a client my site's gone down yeah Uh, yeah so we just basically flag Friday as being sort of your admin day to do all of your yeah housekeeping sort of things and closing out the week and setting up for the week ahead yeah, wow. So so all the team, including yourself, has this sort of ideal week mapped out for them? Yes, 100%. Yeah, everyone is very in tune with the same rhythm. Um, we just find that it, it helps kind of everyone sort of, yeah, moving to the same rhythm. Everyone knows when check-ins are coming, when they can get support, when they can have access to certain people. Yeah, and then to answer your question, sort of in between those, those catch-ups and those check-ins, it's really about supporting the team to be able to do what they need to do, um, as well as obviously doing what we call big rock tasks, which is on the business work rather than sort of working directly with clients um, per se. Yeah, yeah, uh, fairly cool. Um, and and the the other, I think, big aspect and, and one of the reasons why I was so keen to interview you was how you interact with John as the, the founder of 5x5, mm-hmm. um, because we, we we heard a few weeks ago that his um, his sort of visit work-life balance is, is actually pretty, uh, what's the word? It's, it's, I would say it's great. Um, the, the, the hours that he can sort of work, you know, do the, the kids um, school runs and things like that. Um, that that's awesome. And so how, how did you assist in the process of helping him step back a little bit on the operational side of things? Yeah. So it depends uh, who you ask will give you a different sort of story. Um, the, the the short version is uh, our heads of departments pretty much sat down in a room with John and said, uh, John, this is your new calendar going forward, as in um, <laughs> these are the days we're allowed in the office. Um, yeah. This is what you'll be working on. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit harsh and obviously no one, um, you know, being the business owner, that can be a bit um, of an awkward conversation. But uh, mm. Really, I guess the the baby steps going up to that was just allowing John to, I guess, step out of the day-to-day and how he could do that was um, showing him that we've got it, that he doesn't have to jump in and fight fires and sort of solve our problems, that he's trained us and coached us well enough to be able to look after 
80% of that stuff. And so, you know, that's been like an 18 month evolution to him only really coming into the office, you know, a few hours a week. Yeah. So in terms of like rhythm with John, how that looks now is John will be the first one in the office, usually on a Monday. I will join him 20 minutes later and we'll sort of sit together for an hour going through various things from, you know, financials, team happiness, um, client statuses, uh, project statuses, just sort of letting him know anything that he needs to or that we need his assistance on. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he'll obviously sit in for a couple of uh, the team huddles and then he'll leave. And usually he's not in the office on a Tuesday. He'll join us for a huddle uh, or temperature check on a Wednesday. And then he's out. He's out on a Thursday and he's out on a Friday. So um, not to say that he's not working. It's just the things that he's working on are the things that we we as a team need him to be working on. Mm -hmm. As in, it's all of that higher level um, genius stuff that John is amazing at and that we can't necessarily do yet. We just need to keep him in that zone and keep him in that flow because that's when we are most supported or we get the best out of him, right? So, yeah, um, yeah it's, been, it's been a journey to get to that point. But John's happier, the team's happier, clients are happier. So mm-hmm. all in all, it's been, been a good progression. There you go. And it all started by sort of firing him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I, um, I also heard, uh, we don't need to repeat it, but I also heard the cheeky uh, big rock name for um, booting him out. <laughs> Uh, we had to get the point across so yeah um, yeah. Yeah, that's so funny uh very good and so um yeah one of my next questions is um like a lot of business owners sort of aspire to that balance and 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 getting their key team members to take over um responsibility from them what what are your recommendations to to people uh, you know in similar to john's shoes before you stepped in in a huge way um of of like what works really good and what doesn't work really good. So what are the do's and don'ts? Yeah, so I I, I can only really talk, I guess, from my experience yeah. um, in the two I see, right? Like I'm not 100% sure, you know, John, how John would answer it. But I guess what, what I've learned is building that trust first and foremost. So obviously John and I, we were super, super close when I first started just working side by side, mm. um, you know, the last four or five years. But yeah, so sort of building that that trust and not being afraid, I guess, to take the initiative to start looking after things. Um, because from my experience, John won't, uh, what's the word, I guess, let go or necessarily ask you to do something. But I find I get the best result when I go to John and I say, hey, John, I noticed that you look after this. I'm actually really interested in how to do that. Do you mind spending some time with me, teaching me how to do it? Um, And then I can do that from now on, right? Um, And so that's really what I did in order to start taking over more and more responsibility is sort of understand what John does day to day, um, look for the responsibilities or the things that are on his plate that I think I can manage or someone else in the team can manage and slowly by slowly sort of you know, prying those away from John. Um, And then at the same time, communicating where we might need John's expertise on. So to give you an example of that, 
marketing. Like I'm not going to say I'm great at marketing, but John is great at marketing and he's just got a knack for it. So um, it's almost like that, uh, you know, saying I'll do this if you can do that type of situation. <laughs> um, and it's just been a repetitive uh, process of sort of taking stuff off of his plate, showing that the team have got it, we can do it, um, keep him updated enough that he knows that it's been looked after, but not communicate too much that he feels like he needs to jump in and, you know, fight the fire for us. So, yeah, that's really been my processes. Um, highlight what John does, see where the, the low-level things are, take those off of his plate and at the same time kind of replace it with projects that will get the best out of John in. Yeah, so I don't know if that answers your question. That's kind of the, the mindset that we've been in. Yeah, great. And I think that um, that brings up something for me where I also think it's the right team member. It's not all about mm-hmm. the business owner, but um, it, you know, it sounds like you've got a fair amount of initiative and foresight to um, to actually see that in advance and, and do something about it. So that that might actually be one of the, the things I'm picking <laughs> up is it, it actually matters who who your two IC is or your your person you intend to help with this stuff. Um, yeah, and that's where the um, that's where the trust comes in because John will know if. You know, if a client calls on a Saturday at 10 a.m., I'm going to be on the phone to that client on a Saturday at 10 a.m., even though that's not a work day or, yeah. you know, that's not in my contract or whatever. Like I've got the love and the um, the protection of our company just as much as John done. Well, maybe he has a little bit more, but, you know, I, I will do anything and everything for five by five. And that gives him the trust that he can go away for a day or two and know that, you know, someone's going to be there to help fight the fires or have the best interest of the business at heart. Yeah, fantastic. Um, and is there any points where you struggled along the way, like whether it was sort of grabbing things out of John's grip or, uh, yeah, what, what, what were sort of the tough bits? Um, so funny metaphor, but I have this um, this rule when I go shopping and I buy a new item of clothing when I come home, I have to part with another item of clothing right and so I've learned that I have to do the same thing in the business for me personally when I take something on from John I need to be conscious and mindful that I'm not going to be able to hold it all and carry it all and do all of it the way that I need to so just as important as having someone as in me taking something from John um, me being able to upskill or train someone else on our team to maybe take a couple other things off of my plate Mm. so yeah, that that's sort of been the main thing. Yeah, that would be it. What was the question again? So, More of a sort of challenges of, of that journey, that growth um, for you. Yeah, so definitely that knowing that you can't look after everything and do everything. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, you know, as we're a growing business, like we've grown double digits year on year for the past three or four years. And as sort of, John evolves and changes and I evolve and change Mm. it has got a bit muddy or a bit muddled on well what is your role in the business and what do you look after and you know what's my role in the business and what do I look after so Mm. it might be some of that steel energy coming through but we've been really conscious about any time we feel like there has been a little bit of an evolution we'll sit down and actually write position descriptions. So John, the founder, the owner, has a position description of 
what his role is, how he fits into the organization, what are his key you know, activities and how do we measure his success? And, you know, as funny as that, that sounds, that just gives the clarity, not only to John, but to myself and to the rest of the team so that you don't have that overlap of, you know, shared responsibilities and miscommunication and, you know, weirdness around hierarchy or team structure. Yeah. Yep. No, there you go. And and how, because you're young and female, how have you gone and, and, and you've had an impressive career like to, to date, um, how have you gone sort of managing that um, and, and really owning that? Because that's, um, yeah, I'm just super impressed. Yeah, thank um, you. It's funny, people ask that a lot, you know, they'll sort of say, oh, how old are you? Or, wow, like you didn't go to uni or anything like that. Like, I don't know, I, I personally don't don't think of it enough for it maybe to be a limitation. Mm, um, awesome. Yeah, I've I've always gone into it as, you know, if you show up, if you have the initiative, if you have the work ethic, if you prove yourself, if you're an example of that leader that you want to follow or even be, I don't think that age and I don't think that gender or, you know, any sort of label should really dictate whether you can do the job or not. I've met people in their 60s who potentially haven't maybe uh, been as uncomfortable as what they could have been to achieve some stuff. And then on the flip side, like we've got, um, you know, quite a few young team members who I'm like, holy crap, like (laughs) craziest work ethic I've ever met or how do you fit all of that in? Or, you know, how are you that skilled or that smart? So Mm. yeah, we as an organization definitely don't pay too much attention to age or too much attention to you know female uh, male any of that we sort of give you your merit based on how you show up day to day and what you put in yeah beautiful and even even the younger team members like i hear um, a a lot of older business owners sort of mumble and grumble about it and um, about certain characteristics that younger generations might have (laughs) but it's so cool to see that you've attracted um some some really good people um who don't fall into that stereotype that gets mumbled about. So, oh, well done. Yeah. Um, and, and so with the, um, so, so switching gears from uh, sort of the, the CEO role and that, um, how you've developed that um, into the business side of things, so what you do for clients, what do you see as some of the, the better ways that clients interact with you as a, um, a digital marketing agency, web design and that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So what are some of the better examples of how clients work with you and, and maybe some of the, the ways that it hasn't worked well in the past? Yeah. So our clients are probably very similar to your clients in yes. the fact that they're lot <laughs> of medium-sized business owners, uh, you know, they're great at doing their trade or, um, you know, they're working in their industry, but they don't typically excel at uh you know doing digital marketing and that's great and that's sort of the the gap that we want to fill in their business is being that digital uh, or trusted digital advisor where that we can bolt into their business as such and look after all of that digital marketing stuff so they don't have to spend their time um their team or you know as they're investing um, all of their resources in trying to learn everything there is to learn about digital marketing and then implementing it and knowing if they're doing it right or, you know, not. We sort of work with business owners by going in saying, look, we want you to spend more time doing what you love and running your business and doing what you do best. Let us look after all of that digital stuff for you. And that's 
really the best partnership between the clients we work with and us when they sort of trust us to do what we do best um, and we can lean on them, you know, to extract their their brilliance or their technical knowledge or, you know, their understanding of their business and kind of marry that together. So that's sort of the ultimate partnership, the ultimate te- uh, like team, if you want to call it that. We have a very strong motto around doing a co-pilot approach. So it's us trusting the business owner and them trusting us and kind of working together for a common goal. So that's the best way that we work together. Probably the the, the least is other creatives, I would say. <laughs> the creative yeah. industry clients yeah. that you work with? Yeah, the creative industry. Like we we really bond really well with, you know, going into a client's business. As an example, they might be an engineering firm. Like us going in there, putting the hard hat on, <laughs> going and looking at, you know, the fabrication sort of work area and mm. understanding about their business and really trying to figure out what is their magic. And that's our slogan, sharing your magic. Like mm. really go in and figure out what makes that business great. You know, what are the USPs? What do they need? Who's their target audience? Kind of really get to know them and then extract all of that and basically put that online. Um, it's quite hard to uh, do that with other creative industries that have got a very clear vision themselves and sort of know a lot of the answers and kind of do everything themselves. So yeah, that's kind of like not not really our jam. It is very much the business owner that has, you know, worked a trade and has now decided they're going to open their own business and they just need that support from a digital perspective to get their name out there, to get some leads and inquiries coming through. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, to really showcase what makes them, what makes them great. Yeah, no, fantastic. And, and would you be able to give us a bit of a client success story that you can think of, of like what, what, what was there before and after? Um, and, and also, because I think what, what you do really well is the ongoing stuff as well. Like it's not just a website that you deliver and then that's it on a, definitely not on a Friday, but like, you don't just plonk it there and that's it. But walk us through like um, a, a really good client. What, is, what does that transformation look like? And then the relationship in that co-pilot role going forward? Yeah, so um, we've done a lot of internal uh, product innovation, especially over COVID, like that, even for the digital landscape, transformed how we communicate, what our product Mm. needs to look like, how we need to deliver it. So we had um, a very big sort of like pivot, um, I'd say sort of the end of 2020, um, to focus more on that ongoing uh, component, I guess, to to our packaging or, or to our servicing. So We've gone away from just only building the website to like what you said is doing your SEO, doing your visual assets, so your photography, your video ongoing, um, looking after the website itself, um, writing all your content, all of that fun stuff. Um, To give you a practical example, we had um, an inquiry from a lawyer who went through COVID, had a bunch of challenges. So they were actually working for a big firm down in Melbourne. And he said, you know what, COVID's the best time, I guess, for me to break away and go and do my own thing and open my own business. So he came to us and he said, look, I know I'm going to need a website. I'm going to need leads and inquiry. Like I'm going to need photos, content, logo and branding, the full works. And we said, perfect, we got you. Um, So he came to us, we delivered on all of that. And he launched beginning of 2021 and we literally just had a regroup with him before um, and he's getting over two and a half thousand visitors to his website every single month 
in literally 12 months. Jeez. Yeah, crazy. So that's just one example of um, a client trusting us and Mm. us seeing his vision and like understanding what's driving him, starting the business, running the business, who his ideal client is, um, and kind of working with him to craft that that solution online. So building his website, building his brand, doing ongoing SEO, looking after his site, um, you know, as he adds new facets of law, kind of building out landing pages and um, a marketing funnel to support that, right? So it's really that perfect co-pilot mix of him doing his business really well, feeding us enough information for us to do what we do really well. Mm. Yeah. And, and how do you best extract that from the business owner? Because I know that like um, I've had to bite bullets and, and yeah. like dive deep into marketing very regularly. So we've got a, 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 a weekly marketing meeting plus time in my calendar to record stuff and webinars and all this sort of stuff. So, and that's taken a lot to a lot of my own effort and what's the word, um, you know, responsibility to do that. But um, how do you best extract from a business owner in a way that really works with them? Yeah, very, very. So we're not, uh, although we're a very process driven agency, we're not sort of stuck in one means of communication or one way to do things. But really, it, it all starts at the beginning. So when we get a new lead and inquiry, um, we do what we call a web strategy workshop with that individual. Mm-hmm. And it's literally a two and a half, three hour workshop, either done on Zoom or in person with the client and our strategy team. And it's asking a bunch of questions. Like I said, just really trying to get into the head and understand um, who the business owner is, what the business is. Mm-hmm. who they work with, what they do. It's almost like a business coaching kind of session at the same time because, you know, businesses haven't necessarily put that time and effort in to articulating, well, what are their six unique selling propositions or what does their sales engagement look like? Or yeah, all of those different bits and pieces that I guess, you know, we take for granted working in the creative space. We actually pull that all out from the client in that three-hour session. Mm. Um, and then from there, we go away and spend, you know, four or five hours actually crafting a solution that makes sense, that fits the budget, the timeline, you know, all of the different parameters that we need to work with to the client, pitch that to them, evolve it, tweak it, do whatever we need to. Um, and then that really sort of sets the tone for the ongoing relationship or what we're going to deliver with them. So Definitely starts with a lot of upfront time, love, energy. Uh, that gives us a good foundation and a good footing. And then from there, you're literally going to talk to us every week, if not every other day, depending on what we're doing for you. And yeah. that's just basically to check in how you're going, what's changed in the business. You know, that blog that we wrote for you the other day, has anyone, you know, come to you about it? Um, any leads from it or sort of we can tell them they did and sort of discuss what happened with those leads so it's very much like you've said it before co-pilot approach where we're very invested in the long-term success of that client and some clients like right now we've sort of got a client that's come in where we never talk to her on the phone we never email her she always has to come in and chat face to face face to face and that's fine we would love we love that so we'll make her a cuppa she'll come in We'll have a chat. We'll do what we need to. Other clients, we've never met them in person. You know, thanks COVID, we can work with anyone. 
but we might have a chat with them on the phone for 20 minutes every other week. So Mm. we're kind of led by the client as long as we've got enough information to do what we need to do. Um, We're very happy to work with the client on what's the best way to communicate, um, you know, what are the best days and times. Gabby, who I think you've worked with, um, she'll get on a Zoom call at 7 p.m. at night um, because obviously the business owners was you running their business. I don't have time to stop and get on a random Zoom call. So we'll do sort of calls after hours as well. Um, yeah, so really led by the client. But that first initial meeting is where the magic happens, really getting to know them, building that rapport, really trying to understand what they're trying to achieve online. Yeah, and building that relationship. Yeah, and I kind of see that as like really super important because if that messaging and strategy isn't right, then everything else is the result of that just goes. Yeah, doesn't, yeah, doesn't make much. Um, yeah, it won't be as powerful. Ah, very good. All righty. Well, um, yeah, I, I guess the um, maybe some some one of the last questions is more around how do if, if there's a listener who's excited to sort of maybe suss out uh, five by five or even learn a bit more about you and and, and that role. From a you know, from a two IC to CEO, um, how how are they best to reach out to you or the business? Yeah, so literally hop on our website. Um, we've got a contact page. Send us a note. Um, we have some logic built in that you know, if you want to chat to Carla, they will come to me. If you want to chat to uh, Pete, who's our head of strategy, as in you know what a five by five solution might look like for your business, um, he'll reach out and have that chat with you. Um, yeah, like just to talk to the two IC um, question or component of that. Um, I, although I'm at this stage in my career or in the business, I love chatting to other two ICs. Like um, we connected, what, a couple of weeks ago um, and sort of chatting to your team and sort of mm-hmm. understanding how you guys run your rhythms and sort of what you're working on. Um, I learned so much just from that 15-minute conversation. So, um, yeah, to that point, like just as much as you might have any questions for me, awesome. Um, I would love to chat to any other two ICs out there or business owners that are kind of, I guess, um, trying to understand how to make that work in their business. Um, yeah, and then obviously... The other aspect of it, um, we build great-looking, high-performing digital solutions. So um, if that's something that you need help with in your business, um, like I said, hop to our website. I'm sure you'll have the link somewhere in the notes. Yep. Yep. Um, And just send us a note through our inquiry form and, yeah, one of our strategists will reach out. Yeah, fantastic. Well, um, no, thank you for being really open and sharing about your your own journey. I know it's um, maybe a bit of a different spin to uh, talk, talking about just the business itself. So thank you. appreciate that. Thank you for having me on. I think that's so cool that, um, yeah, the, the 2IC role is becoming a lot more important in uh, businesses and it's a lot more, I guess, um, spoken about, which is pretty cool because not only – is that impact um, reflecting in John's life, but that impact reflecting in my life and all of our other leadership team as well. So we don't necessarily want to go out and start our own business, but we want to be part of the business and know that we can still grow and still develop and become leaders in our own rights within a business that we really love and really care about too. Yeah. Yep. And I love, love that enthusiasm. And, and you're right. I see it so many in, in um, clients or friends' businesses that are, uh, struggling with that growth side of things it, i can kind of see it it's like ah oh, 
glaze is my my ea and she's like yeah. my secret weapon like oh, no, we just need a glaze <laughs> yeah. yeah so um no thank you again i uh, really appreciate your your knowledge and um yeah we'll, we'll pop those links and, and next steps in the um show notes sounds good thanks ben thanks carla cheers Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch with today's guest, you can find their contact information in the show notes in the podcast section of our website at inspire.business. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the Young Family Small Business Podcast, be sure to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Also, do join our Facebook community. You can find that by going to youngfamilysmallbusiness.com. And if you're interested in speaking with an Inspire accountant, head to inspire.business forward slash chat, where you can book a free 20-minute strategy call. And lastly, to catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on my Instagram, uh, which is the at symbol Ben Walker CA, or one word, or at Inspire underscore accountant. Thanks again, and see you next time.